Hey there, girlfriends. Welcome to Women Working Wine Wednesday, a midweek paradise to recharge working women. I'm Donna Carlson, a life strategy coach who often opens a bottle of wine early on a weekday. I mean, somewhere it's five o'clock. Our episodes here feature some amazing women, and I don't throw that term around. I've been collecting cool chicks in my portfolio for over 29 years. Their stories are much like yours, and that's why we're here, to make the world just a little bit smaller and help you realize that whatever it is that you were made for, the world is waiting for you to discover it. So maybe we can hear your story. Have fun. Stacy Peterson is the funniest motivational speaker I've ever heard. Like so many others with the same gift, her humor comes from a life of deep pain and chronic illness. She's chosen to take the high road and helps professionals discover how humor, grit, and happiness can revitalize your organization. Join us. I am so excited to be with Stacy Peterson. We've known each other since our kids were little like little bitty and we did some VBS together at a church that we went to and um, that's when I found out just how funny Stacy is. You're a funny motivational speaker. Is that? Yes, that is correct. Yeah. And um, how long have you been speaking professionally? I've been speaking professionally full-time for about four years. Nice. Nice. But you've been funny for long before that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I have a background in theater, and then I stumbled into clean comedy. So I was doing that for a while, and then just with my story and everything, people started asking me to share about overcoming and what I went through, and that just tied into what I'm doing now. That's amazing. What a great introduction to the mystery of that story because you actually made a big switch in your life when you had a huge medical situation kind of hit you in the face. Can you give us just a small version of what happened there and how that instigated the change in launching your business? Yes. Well, at 30, my first husband was diagnosed with a terminal illness. And at the time, I had a four-year-old and a one-year-old at home. So that really kind of turned my whole life upside down. And for the next several years, I was working sometimes two or three jobs at a time, just surviving, just putting food on the table and existing. Um, And just for certain reasons, basically safety reasons for myself and for my children, I ended up going through a divorce Mm -hmm. and it was during that time I stepped on a rusty nail which was no big deal it healed fine it wasn't tetanus Um, but several weeks after that incident I wound up in the hospital and almost died and since then I've almost died five times from septic shock and I have a chronic infection that they can't heal in my back and it was through that process that of almost dying where I just recognized, wow, life is really short and I wasted a lot of it, worrying and stressing and people pleasing and not doing what I felt I was created to do. Wow. And so you made some pretty dramatic changes in your, your entire life, including starting the speaking business. Yes. Well, and it was a little, it was uh, not (laughs) a pretty transition. It was pretty ugly. Uh, It took about a year and a half of really struggling where I was very ill. 
I lost my job, I was standing in food lines, I couldn't take care of my kids. Every time I got a new job, um, each time I would go on my first day and I'd end up so sick I had to quit. Wow. So I, then I got diagnosed with PTSD, went through severe depression. So it was kind of a long, ugly, nasty journey. Well, when people are going through job changes, suffer from depression just because of the, the natural monkeys in your head from yeah. being uh, denied access to a, a job or, or let go for certain reasons. How did you deal with the, the combination of the change in your marriage, the, um, the physical um, limitations, and the depression? How did you get yourself psyched into returning to life? Well, um, I did, like I said, it was an ugly process. I recognized, I, I would wake up or I would just have like, I was having panic attacks and so forth. And just, there's so much instability in my life. Like every area of my life had pretty much been severed. And so everything that I once knew, I wasn't sure about anymore. Everything from, you know, my finances to my faith, to who I was, to my health, everything. Um, I just recognize that I, I would say, I just don't feel right in the head. Like I, I was looking, it was like I was watching somebody else struggle through the day. And so right. in my mind, I knew I'm not right. Like something's, this isn't who I am, but I don't know how to fix it. And so I really, I was very open with doctors and, and so forth about what I was going through and that I just wasn't being myself and I didn't know I needed help. So that was probably one of the most important things I did was I asked for help. That's great. That's great. And you do a lot of speaking now in the workplace. Yes. And you bring such a light, light, (laughs) (laughs) a light approach to the things that are really serious about these kinds of um, struggles that we have in the workplace. I think there are people who are depressed, who have a hard time talking about it in the workplace. And you have a talk that you do on stress and a talk that you do on purpose. How does your work actually help people in the workplace to see themselves in a different way? I, you know, I'm hoping that my goal when I go into an event and talk is to give people hope really, uh, because that is one of the biggest things that got me through was a sense of hope that what I was suffering wasn't in vain and that there was answers and so forth and other people encouraging me and giving me hope. And so my goal is to go in and to say, no matter what your situation is, First, that I recognize it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of times we're like, well, just get over it. Well, I, I think that's a mistake. I think there's a grieving process and it's okay to struggle. And, you know, you're going through something very difficult right. and it's relevant and it's real. And just that simple acknowledgement of somebody saying, it's okay that you feel the way that you feel because you have every right to. Um, but then encouraging them that they don't have to stay in that place that you can move forward um, and it's not a, you know, like five easy steps and tomorrow I'm, my whole life's gonna be fantastic. It's a journey, yeah. but it's also a gift in a lot of ways. I'm very thankful for what I went through uh, because it gives me gratitude in my life. Uh, it's realigned what I 
like myself to my purpose and what I want to do and there's I don't take time for granted I don't take my kids for granted it's just been a gift in a lot of ways that's an amazing attitude to have about what's turning out to be a, a chronic illness it will never go away unless you're miraculously healed right yeah what do you think people can take away from from those things that are thrust on them that are unwelcome changes how do you how do you take that in the moment and say you know what i think this can be good when you're still feeling maybe the slight effects of ptsd in that yes. process yeah well one of the biggest moments for me was i i like almost died a bunch and gone through all this stuff and then something happened I don't, and I remember being very angry and having this moment of, what, I've been through all this and now I gotta go through this too? And I had called someone and they were like, well, you know, God's in control, da 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 And it made me very angry because I felt like they didn't recognize my pain. And I remember I was so mad, I went for a drive and I pulled over and I felt like God said to me, your pain is priceless. And what that meant to me was that the pain, um, anytime you're going through anything painful, whether it's a divorce, a health issue, uncertainty in your job, maybe some issues with your kids, um, things are taken from you that were priceless. It could be your sense of security. It could be your relationship. It could be your purpose. Um, Those are taken from you without your permission, usually. It could be a loss of innocence. And that whatever it took was priceless. But in exchange, um, if you choose what you do with that pain, you can choose to hang on to it and say, I have every right to and be bitter and angry. And it creates disease in your body. You do all these things. Or you can say, you can let it go and say, you know, my pain is priceless. But if I hand it over, what I get in return is also priceless. Yeah. And um, we grow through pain, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned before that it changed the way that you see your kids. Yes. Made you more grateful for your kids. How has it changed your relationship at home? Um, I really value my time with them. So, uh, like, you know, if I'm running them around, uh, their schedule's really full, I want to be a part of their lives. And my daughter's a senior, my son's a freshman. I don't want to be like this weird, overbearing parent that's always there, <laughs> right. you know, like can embarrass them, but I want them to know that I'm here because I almost wasn't. I tell myself a lot, I almost didn't get to see this in their life. I didn't get to see them go through this stage or that stage. So even when they're snarky and they have all the teenage angst, I have to tell myself, I almost didn't get to experience this, <laughs> which in some ways is like, oh, I wish I might have been okay. But, um, but I do, I really value that time. And so even though it's extra work on my part, if I'm tired, if I'm not feeling well, um, it gives me that boost to just still be present. That's, that's amazing. I think it helps uh, any one of us who comes home from work, whether we work outside of the home or in the home, life hits you square in the face when the kids come home from school. Yes. And sometimes we can feel like, I can't take your problems on right now. And then we realize, oh, wait, somebody's got to be the grown-up here. I guess I do. I think, I think I need to show up. Yes. It's hard. It's hard to get yourself psyched there, especially when you're not feeling well, which is often the case. 
It, is it very often that you're struggling with energy? Um, I would say, yeah, I would say that I, I was really healthy before. My parents were hippies, so I was like hyper oh, healthy. Totally healthy. Um, I would say that I run about 70% health-wise of what I was before, but you forget mentally. Like yeah. in your mind, you still think you can do all the things you did before, and then halfway through your body gives out, and you're like, oh. For God. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I end up just exhausted and I can't think straight. So um, I, I would say on my best times, I'm at 70%. So. so when you're exhausted and you can't think straight, do you have a, a fix, a way to, to note, hey, this is a time when I need to pull back? Yes. Um, and I have, the number one thing is giving myself permission and grace. Because in some ways, I don't know why, it's a little embarrassing to me to not be fully functioning all the time and be like a normal healthy person and I don't want to be a burden and I have all these people pleasing issues. Um, so, but it's to give myself permission and grace that I'm not well and what I do for a living now is a gift in that if I need to take a 20 minute nap or I need to go for a walk and get some sunshine and just move around and feel better, that I, it's a gift of what I do that I'm, I'm able to do that. So That's amazing. There are so many um, women who don't give themselves permission to take those breaks. Yeah. For some reason, we think that the hustle is somehow a badge of honor or something. I think Brene Brown said something like that. We, we wear our, our stress and hustle as a badge of honor. I'm sorry, Brene, I probably am misquoting that. <laughs> but it's amazing. It makes us stop and wake up and say, what, what am I trying to accomplish here? And you're inspiring me right now. Uh, somebody told me that you need to actually segment your day uh, so that you're not trying to push through for too long because your energy is going to flag and then you're not going to be as creative. So you, even if you just need to set an alarm, stop what you're doing every once in a while and go for a walk. I have a dog who'd be more than happy to accommodate me on that. <laughs> Yes. He's just been yeah. bringing toys into the kitchen <laughs> yeah. to entertain us while we're in this conversation, which yeah. is kind of hilarious. Um, so what is your, your biggest hope for women in the workplace to be able to bring their purpose to what they do every day? Um, I, I would love for women in the workplace to understand their value, that what they bring make does make a difference. You are making a difference and there really is only one of you in the world. And there really, you know, we, yes, people are have similarities with their personality or their looks or whatever, but in reality no one is the same. And you um each woman brings something unique and valuable to the workplace and I don't think we as women recognize that in ourselves and that we recognize the potential of who we are and the potential of who we have of really changing the world. And I, I don't care what job you're in, um, it's, life is so much about relationships, so if the people that you're working with or if you are in a customer service a situation, anything like that, um, you are impacting other people. And when you impact other people for the better, for the positive, you're making a difference. Absolutely. We have a chance to do that every day, even when we encounter un unhappy people. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm going to have my Stacy moment. I'm going to remember, you know what? I'm glad I had this opportunity to respond in a healthy way. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, because people, like, it's just a mindset shift, too. I, I don't know. I get frustrated, or I used to really get frustrated, because when I had interruptions, like my kids interrupted me, or you have, like, a nasty customer or a coworker or whatever, it's an inconvenience. It's inconveniencing you from accomplishing whatever it is you were trying to accomplish. Right. But when you recognize, no, wait a minute, I'm going to stop, and I have the opportunity <laughs> yeah. to be present in this moment and to help. Well, I see something even bigger in that. You've, you're in that place. You've been put in that place to hopefully grow yourself and to experience somebody else's growth. And not in a paternalistic kind of way where we're trying to show that we're better than people, but if somebody's not having a great day, it gives us an opportunity to love them and give them grace and hopefully help them along. Do you ever, ever see that? <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, and some people are like perpetually not having a good life. You know, you have I know. those people in the workplace <laughs> where no matter what you do. But yeah, it's just, you know, um, you can't, as you know, you can't be responsible for other people's behavior. You can be responsible for your own and just choosing to be a light, be right. a joy. So if any of those difficult people are secretly listening to this podcast... <laughs> What what is it that you're you're hoping that they might might get out of uh, the wisdom that you have to offer? Uh, if you find that you're, you know, it is there is some benefit to being a pessimist because you are more a realist and you recognize the negativity in the moment. However, if you find that you're just really negative and unhappy, then I would ask you to just stop and do you really want to live the rest of your life this way? Because every day is a day you can't get back. Right. And it's never too late to change or to grow and to see the goodness in life. And we do get clouded. We get clouded from the bad things that have happened to us. But so much of that is mindset in the way that we view. You're not a victim. Um, you're stronger than you know. You're more capable than you know. You can change your life. I, I, love, I have a 20 minute rule. Um, if you feel like your life is out of control, then I encourage you to take 20 minutes to fix something that you've just been tolerating. Um, so that could be the junk drawer. It could be the rotten french fries in the back of your car. Um, it could be your desk. There's the things that you're tolerating in your life. Um, it could be your health where you just put your shoes on for 20 minutes and start taking control one 20 minute break at a time. Now, if it's a, you can't go home and like bust open the door and say, all right, you got 20 minutes, get out of my life. Like you may need to do that with someone, but that probably requires a little more thought. Right. sometimes we just let life overrun us and we don't realize that we can change and we can control some of um, our, you know, our choices. Right. And really just 20 minutes a 20 minutes a day a time or even 20 minutes a week can change your life you got to start somewhere yeah and if it has to be 20 minutes a week um it's better than none and i i would just add if you're going to put your shoes on get up and go outside yes put your <laughs> shoes on. yeah but we all know we all know people like that that took 
you know, somebody who is having horrible financial problems and they took 20 minutes and made a budget or they took 20 minutes to start a side hustle and now, you know, 10 years later they're multimillionaires. Mm -hmm. Or somebody who struggled with perhaps their weight and just feeling healthy and they just one day put their shoes on and went for a 20 minute walk and now five years later they're teaching you know, at the local Y or, you know, yeah. affecting people. We all know somebody like that. Exactly. Exactly. And we don't talk about it often enough. So I'm so glad you brought that up, especially given your background. Uh, you're the, the first person that should have permission to ask for grace because you've had some health issues, but you understand how to keep pushing on. Uh, I love, I love your whole approach to life. Um, and, it's why it made me so happy that we had this excuse to get together again. It's been way too long. And um, I'm excited that you're going to come speak at um, a little group of professional women in Colorado Springs soon. Yeah. Um, you're talking about stress, right? Yes, I am. We're talking about the seven habits of highly stressful people. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sure pictures are, <laughs> pictures are popping into my head. <laughs> yeah. Those stressful people could be me and they could be other people yes. <laughs> who are stressful. Yes. It's a little bit of both. Probably. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. You're going to teach us how to maintain a sense of humor in the midst of that. Yes. I'm excited about that. And I'm excited to continue this conversation another time. We have a lot of things to talk about. But um, I'm so grateful to have you um, on this show and have you sharing with my people um, the, the great insight that you have. I wish you could see her smiling face. So I'll post a picture <laughs> when I, when I post the podcast, um, she has a very, very beautiful smile and mm. makes me think happy thoughts. Um, and I really appreciate you taking the time to, to come and sit in my kitchen and talk. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. Oh, I forgot to ask the most important question. What is your favorite wine? Well, okay, it used to be Merlot, but now I've really gotten to know, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. I really love Malbec. Is that, am I saying that right? Malbec is, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I am a dark, bitter, red wine gal. Oh, like at least you're not a dark, bitter gal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I love dry reds myself. Yeah. 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 Okay, so Malbec is it. Yes. Okay, any particular label? No. Um... No, I just love it all. Probably a little too much sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we all have to have our passions. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Thanks for that. We'll uh, we'll have a mall back next time. That sounds wonderful. Okay. Thanks. I don't know about you, but I can't get enough of Stacy. Today was more of a conversation, so you haven't even started to experience her humor. If you're listening in Colorado Springs, Stacy will be speaking about the seven habits of highly stressful people at Forward Women on January 29th. To find out more about that event, go to forwardwomen.org, that's the number four, W-O-R-D, women.org, and look up the Colorado Springs local group. To find out how to book Stacy for your own thing, go to stacypeterson.info. It's S-T-A-C-Y-P-E-D-E-R-S-O-N.info. And if you want to hear more about the wines we drink on this podcast, check out my wine palace at 360 Life Strategies on Pinterest. You can find life hacks for busy women on Facebook and inspiration for your day on Instagram. Just look for Donna Carlson 360. 
tell your friends about this podcast available on iTunes, Spotify, and well, just about any popular podcast app. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.